We love film and family, tech and travel. We like our plates full, we'll sleep when we're dead, and we'll spend our last five bucks on the best meal in town. He's the why and the what, and I'm the how and the when. We're a perfect team and a party of three, and we're doing big things trying not to sweat the small stuff. And this is the whole story. Frank says he's in the zone, so we're going to give this a shot. The, tra- the traveling the traveling story. <laughs> yes. The whole story on the road. The story and a half. The 11 and a half hour story, which is the drive from Sweden home to Dusseldorf in Germany after the final weekend of the Next Gen Cup. So... The reason we're recording this is because I haven't recorded any new episodes and scheduled them for upload and tomorrow's Tuesday and I don't have a new one and we tried to do an episode of Story and a Half at home before we left last week and it was just lame We were tired. I mean, we were leaving in the morning. I think our yeah. brains were pretty shot and yeah. I, there's something very authentic about this now. We are in the car. Our Volkswagen Touron. But we're literally on the road doing it. Oh, wait. What's happening? Nothing. We're fine. Oh, stupid navigation. No! Did you... Oh, okay. We're on the road. We are literally on the road. Usually you're talking about being on the road. Now this is in the moment. This is like um, my dad's favorite thing growing oh, up. He would a, double a, entendre. A, yeah. <laughs> this whole Shakespearean a play within a play. I don't know if he ever really knew what it meant. I mean, let's just let's just say he didn't, or maybe didn't, and then I took it on and went with it. So then my version, and who really knows the truth? Yeah. Because now we're two generations in the hole on that one. But uh, the assumption is that there was a play within a play, uh-huh. and that was Shakespearean. So this is a okay. road trip within a podcast about a, a road, road trip. trip. So I'm going to just take that as a win. All right. So we have just crossed the border into Denmark from Sweden. We have eight hours and 42 minutes left unless Franco can cut some time yeah, off here. I'm a time player. Our estimated arrival time home in Dusseldorf is about 12.30 a.m. Uh, we just had a sushi lunch. Yep. Because yesterday we had a cheat meal at Max Burger and it took Frank down. Well, I mean, listen, the Max Burger is, what's, I mean, not everybody is from Sweden. We're is just it Swedish, the Max Burger? Yeah, yeah. It's only in Sweden. I've never seen it anywhere know. else. Yeah, I, guess right. I would I would probably place it between McDonald's and In N Out. Okay. I'm with you there. With like a weird and Johnny Rockets esque yeah, vibe. Yeah. So you kinda of take that together and and that's where you get the Max Burger. And um, and when you order nearly one of everything on the menu, that's where you get the hard burn. Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's the trick, though. Buffalo sauce wow. plus jalapenos plus yeah. cheese dip on your fries. I mean, yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. But she just said the key thing, buffalo sauce, yes, which is I, a <laughs> unicorn in Germany. There it's are a unicorn the, in Europe in, in general. general. It's like so not their thing. When you see the Max Burger, and I know I can get buffalo sauce. Yeah, I, you got to go for it. There's going to be got to double down. A, a, absolute splurge. Gonna, it's going to happen. So that's fine. So we have just finished... 
the very last round of the Next Gen Cup, the 100% electric touring car series driving the John Cooper Works Mini Cooper. And that's opposed to the 90% electric that most people drive. <laughs> yeah. There's no everyone writes 100% electric as if it's some going to be something else. And like, I mean, maybe a hybrid, I don't know, but it is funny. So, in podcast world, in the whole story world, we are in season 3, which means we're covering 2022. And I think that the last episode was me talking about Ellis's crash in the Rotax cart at the French round of the Euro. So I think it was me kind of unpacking the actual events and then my feelings about those events. I don't know. Honestly, I have to go back and listen to it or read my journal because I don't remember what I said. But this episode is going to have huge spoiler alerts. Spo- huge. Spoiler alert. If you do not want to know what happens in season four of The Age of Light, you should, yeah, you should press cancel. pause now. You should. I won't, I'll, I'll take the hit on my engagement metrics. You move on and wait till next Tuesday. But it's I so good. I will see good. you next Tuesday. It's so good but if it's, you stay. But it's good if you stay. I mean, I don't know. I would stay because aside from the tales of ABBA, Swedish coffee... And shitting in the cupboard. And shitting in the cupboard. I'm your guest. Yes. So our that, that's our a, guest host with the most. A rarity that if you want to miss that, shame on you. So. The past two race weekends of Next Gen Cup, we've had friends and family on board. Yes. An absolute fuckery. And we came home <laughs> empty-handed. <laughs> No, we had a steering wheel. Oh, yes. We had a steering wheel for a trophy, a broken yeah. steering wheel. And listen, um, I don't want to spoil the beginning no, 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 of we don't have to, Yeah, we don't have to give the whole thing away. Let's but just say we ended it was on a 180 a and we didn't have trophies, so we weren't used to that feeling. Yeah. And um, there was a lot of interesting moments, to say it nicely, political, uh, stupidity, incompetence <laughs> on the part of others, and... Heroism. I mean, it's going to be this. This is like it's got some everything, would say really. if there was a documentary, it would be uh, quite the show. We'd go viral. Yeah. So we we completed the weekend. We are in the car, and we're going to give you a little taste of uh, what Swedish had Sweden had to offer us. Hey, Alice, are you awake? Huh? Huh? What's up? Are you awake? Not really. Oh, can Why? you give me give me thirty second recap of the weekend uh i think it was madness chaos and an absolute clusterfuck so from that little tidbit you might be wondering then how did it all turn out we're doing an episode of story and a half right here in the car ellis was sleeping in the back seat he's like what are you doing yeah what is this traffic I don't know. So, wait, what are the words you just used? Absolute fuckery? Yeah, absolute fuckery. I think that's fair. I mean, and that, and that, that, that's like, that hits different levels, whether it's track stewards and officials to drivers. Um, I mean, listen, when we say all that, there is a big, asterisks of next gen itself is an amazing organization we had a great 
series. We have very it. happy. So happy. So I don't want to like lean the wrong message without yeah, because yeah. nobody knows. They're seeing on social media now one of the most amazing epic films of all time. So realistically, when you're listening to this, you've probably already watched the film. It's yes. going to be known as the film because I think <laughs> it's, it, um, it it just summed up what an absolute amazing the past series. four months of our life. How, and I used this word in our last attempt at a podcast. What? And I'm going to come back to it. Ellis is this like formidable human being that people have to face, and they have to face him on the track, off the track, on social media, in the data sessions. He is just he's he's like the reckoning for these guys, and I think it all came together, and that film shows it, and it's fun. On top of it, very few people are going to match him in the sense of humor spot. So here we are. Two trophies in the trunk, and we're headed back to Germany. And I think, give us what is the whole story like to talk about here? Is this the emotional side of what happened? The sensitive side, the humorous side, the truth? <laughs> <laughs> what is the truth? No, the, the truth, truth is, is what we tell you, and then right. you have to believe us. The truth is, <laughs> I went into this, I personally as the mom and manager of the driver, went into this past weekend with the F. Scott Fitzgerald quote in my head that the sign of first-rate intelligence is to be able to hold two opposing views in your mind and still retain the ability to function. And I came into this weekend simultaneously doing my very, very, very best to be unattached to the outcome, unattached to the final places in the races, the final points, and the final position in the overall championship, while at the same time, like, willing every atom, neutron, proton in the universe, electron, electron, in the universe to conspire together to bring Ellis to have him bring the championship home so should we tell the people how it turned out um I mean I'm sure they've they've watched the film okay here's your last chance spoiler alert if you really don't want to know you should turn this off now you want to live in the past um, you want to stay there go ahead so we'll go into the dirty details in a minute but at the end of the day at the awards ceremony on Saturday night, Ellis was given the third place championship trophy for the Next Gen Cup, finishing 14 points behind Linus Gramfers. How many points behind Elias? Elias 14, Linus 10. No, yeah. he's 14 points behind. You can't be more points behind P2 than you are behind no, P1. 14, P1 had the Elias, most points. Yes, 14. And he was oh, 10. Elias won. Yeah. I keep thinking Linus won in my did. brain. No, See, Linus, no. there's... Oh, I gotta be careful what I say. Oh, yeah, this... Yeah. <laughs> but, no, he did not win. They feel so interchangeable in my yeah, own brain. I, know. I can't even remember already yeah. who won, and so. it's only been 48 hours. Exactly. Okay, so 14-point gap between yeah, 14, Ellis and P1, 10. which... In 
the scheme in the, of it. In the scheme of things, and, and then I think, what, the next driver was, what, 50 points behind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, big, big gap between these top three and what was going on behind them. Yeah, and small gap between the top three, and I think at the end of the day, we, we all walk We all know the million different paths that could have meant... That. One podium, one P2 this, or P1. Butterfly effect... Every movie quote, the yeah. kitten telling you to hang in there, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever you've you got, got. <laughs> fine, fair enough. But that's that's where we ended up. Yes. Um, whether you want to or not, that's where it was. Yeah. And you walked in. I guess then you must have felt indifferent after, or you felt accepting or it was easier to swallow do you feel like for me like Nutsdorp was the punch that prepped me for this because I think the amount of points that were essentially knocked around between penalties and the bullshit of the track marshals and then getting a puncture kind of said to me okay you've put us really on the back foot here we need a, a movie script yeah and then we pretty much got a movie we script got it. I was like, okay. In race one. Yeah, I mean, this was me flooding that guy's apartment. I mean, when I manifest, guys, things get crazy. In race one, I mean, we don't know if it was the last lap or not. Not even race control and the stewards knew which fucking lap it was. At the end of the race. They do have one job, though, to start a race and end end a race. At the end of the race. There was confusion, as there had been before in Falkenberg. Yeah, this was worse, though. Of when the race was supposed to end. Normally, they're confused, but they end it before people cross the line. In this case, half the field, meaning the top half, P1 through P8, got a last lap board, and half the field got a checkered flag. And as they crossed the line, thinking they were in the last lap of this race fighting for a championship the leader Linus Gramfers turned in on Elias P2 and binned his car into the wall yeah. at like top speed bouncing out and hitting this kid Enzo who was, was currently crazy. P4 it was absolute and utter chaos Ellis and Victor Nielsen are now flying up the straight yeah. because they're next in line and they're, like, and they're okay. thinking shit Last lap, and the top three just bin themselves out. Yeah. We're on the podium. We got this. And I'm going to rack up some points. Right. I drove. I uh, mean, yeah. it's the stuff. When you kind of, when you joke about this, you go, oh, all we need is for those top yeah. two guys to crash into each Which other. Which hasn't happened all season. The fucking guys crashed into each other. And somehow. And somehow. In the amazement of it all, they all stayed on the podium. They all still got they their got podiums. Keep their magically. All of the confusion about the laps and the timing meant that, well... We'll just keep it. We'll just keep it the way it is. We like it. Okay. It's it's good the way it is. Let it it stand. It's it's nice the way it is. I think we should just keep it the way it is. And and I I really had a hard time with people back home in America when you were explaining to them. Nobody understands what's going on. I don't know. It's confusing. I don't know if there's a way to explain to somebody when the people who have crashed are still... (laughs) On the podium, because then really the only person who crossed the finish line was the tow truck, <laughs> not the actual driver. So he's the one that should be. And listen, there's a million 
rules and regulations that someone will shoot yeah. at you. But at the end of the day, it was I wild. think for us, absolutely wild as parents and any other parent. And, and if you're on the other side of this, you just swap spots and say, if your driver drove a race clean, did what they were supposed to do, crossed that finish line, and another driver did not, it was really hard to swallow. Yeah. But that's exactly what you have to do. You have to suck it up and go eat your lunch yep. and do your stretches and get ready because there is another race. While these now three cars are in the paddock in pieces all getting over the fixed. place trying to get fixed. After getting a podium and now you have to right. walk around and smile and be like, well, that's the, what's our favorite line? That's racing. That's racing. So. So. Meantime, El- Alice is in, in the steward's office. In the office. meantime, Alice is in the steward's office filing a protest. Frank is running to Circle K to get cash because you can only pay cash for your protest. And they don't take euros in Sweden. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Ellis wins his protest. Which is insane. Which is kind of insane because that doesn't ever really happen. He he gains the position back and ends up P4 in race one. He was like... It went from like... He started off as like Joe Pesci and my cousin Vinny. (laughs) Right? He had a like do the New York thing and then it was like Jack Nicholson Tom Cruise you can't handle the truth moment <laughs> of like I am telling you using <laughs> state of the art video footage yeah. 4K resolution and they wouldn't accept it they wanted the 320p security camera and he just I, you couldn't have put a more intelligent driver in that room and it still took an hour plus for them to find it took hours. I think he wore them down yeah they were like let's just give this stupid American his money back and get him out of here. Yeah. So, so so that meant at 1 p.m. we started the very last race of the next gen cup. It's a reverse grid. So that means if you finish first in race one, you start 10th in race two. I know that seems counterintuitive. They do it to mix up the field in junior series. What? It's only eight back. What? It's the top 10, isn't it? Top seven. Oh, Ellis is top seven. Yeah. I'm not drunk. You haven't, did you miss the whole season? Whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Four grids. Okay, four, fine. Four, yeah. So they swapped them. So because Ellis finished P4 in the last race, you're you're still in the middle when yeah, they you invert just, you. So like, it's kind of the same. But now you have slower people in front of you. Or do you? Or do you? See, that's the theory. You have slower people. Right. But then, but then. there's always one who will step up to the challenge and have a moment and it and that was actually pretty cool i don't know if you're getting to that but yeah go ahead go ahead no no you're right there you're rolling right into it they they took off and they took i mean i will tell you the word friendship for ellis (laughs) in the next gen paddock it's a tenuous tenuous. down when you come in as the instagram social media hype hype Music, hair, yeah. white suit, brand. You've got a thing. target, and I don't think you're the most popular person. No. Um, and you're, then, then you, you're definitely not the most popular person when, when you start crushing everybody else on their yeah. own home court. Yes. You, start you with, get less and less popular. Yeah, exactly. So unpopular that by the time Quali came in this last weekend, where Everyone's Toe, working together. everybody's got a buddy that they're working yeah. together with to get a faster time. Yeah. Ellis had no buddy. No, he was just out on an island trying yeah. to figure it out. Um, so then, Alice did make a few international friends, and, and and they've been amazing, number one. Just an absolute, like, 
joy to be around. And and there was Graham. Graham the man. Graham the man. And Graham was his best finish the race before, which put him in. Put him on the front row. He was a front row runner. So he'd never been on the front row before. What was he starting? P2? P2. And he said, Ellis, get in my toe yep. and let's make some moves. And, then and I don't remember. Me, yeah, when like, you no, pass you, me. You do your thing and I will defend. And it was like. <laughs> so for two thirds of this race, Ellis is hoofing it. He's got he's flawless got drive, do. no mistakes, pushing forward. He's got a team in front of him. He's got That's the right, Danish duo. That's right. He's got duo, the Danish duo. Right. Yes. Who are trying to work together? Yeah. And they're like, and which is a joke that they're trying to work together. But whatever, it's cute. And Ellis has got to get up to them. And Graham. Just and Graham has Elias and Enzo behind him. The, the, the like. The. the Essentially, the kid who wins the championship. Yes, is and Enzo, behind who's Graham. Been the fastest junior of the yes. group. Yes, and they. I mean, he staves them off he and holds them. them back. Outraces the shit out of them yes. for two thirds of the race. Just like Perez to Verstappen. Absolutely wild. Yeah, it was so cool. I mean, it was great. I really like. It was an unbelievable drive. Then. Ellis realizes, or not realizes, he'd been working on it for a few laps, but Ellis is, were you in P4 or P3 at that point? He's in P3 behind Victor. P3. And he had Christensen behind him. Yep, so he had a really strong driver behind him and Victor in front of him. And now I was watching from the grandstand at this particular part of the track because I think it was a really fun part of the track and it's like on the backside. And we were calling it YouTube Corner uh, as a nod to the Norch Life because multiple times, actually almost every time there was a session over the weekend, someone would fucking bin it in this corner. Yeah. It just, it, I don't know if it took people by surprise. I don't, I don't know what the deal was there, but it was keep your cameras rolling. Well, I think with maybe two laps to go, Ellis flawlessly without hesitation absolutely fucking sends it up the inside of Victor not a lockup nothing not a speck of dust like off when, the curb nothing like that Instagram when the owl flies and you don't hear a sound <laughs> I was like and he was gone gone I think had that race been a couple more laps he could have been on the top step of the podium one more lap one more lap you yep. think he would have had him yep but uh, it was a, a really, really good drive. And so Ellis finished P2 in race two, which put him P3 in the championship. And, uh, and that was the story on that. Yeah. How exciting. How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just uh, enjoyed the moment as much as you can. It's a weird balance between... Yeah, that was a weird like feeling. I mean, even, like, we didn't take any photos at the podium like we've always done all oh, season. Oh, video. I mean, no, I understand that, but, like, the typical, like, yeah. hold up the trophy. Do, I don't know. Well, like it you're was... caught in the moment of feeling like you know you had more for the result, and it wasn't, you know, wasn't there because of what happened prior, and then you also are just absolutely in awe of what your child has accomplished. I think I was also just glad it was over in a way. Yeah, I mean, 
I think the idea of like, oh, one more weekend and we could do X is yeah, not healthy. Like, nah, I don't think we were I'm feeling good. that at all. I don't know how Ellis feels, but I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, good. I mean, listen, Ellis is like, give me one more lap and I'll show you. Forget about another race weekend. Um, I've, I've said this to a few people, and this was our first last year. Last year, we we made the podiums every weekend. Yeah. Junior and um, regular. Yeah. Or what do they call it? Overall. Overall. And we also entered down two races, no expectations. When we grabbed third in the championship, it oh, earned. The fact that we finished third was like, I oh my God. It was like a surprise, right? No, like no, no. It, was just, it wasn't a surprise, but it was. it felt awesome to say... We missed two races. These fuckers were cheating, and we finished third in the championship. And it was like an honor, and I was proud. And it was like, oh my god, we're top three. This is amazing. Work, but it paid off. And now this year, it's wild that in one year's time, that's not enough. You could finish third in a championship. I never used to understand when I'd hear drivers be like, oh, I'm I'm like, you're disappointed. How could you be disappointed? And now I'm like, oh, oh, this is what you prepped for, you worked for, and this is exactly what you were aiming and 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 every I almost thought for a second I was gonna have to remind Ellis no pouting on the podium because yeah he was close yeah no do you think you were close I think (laughs) there's there's a line between sad yeah and pouting and there's a difference of course I know um I'm kidding disappointment is not it's a weird sport to be proud and sad at the same time like it's bizarre like okay Fine. And it's a weird sport. I don't know, maybe all sport. I think this is just life, right? Like, there's so many elements out of your control. Okay, so that that we just talked about this. So we'll go, like, if you, you okay there? Yeah, I'm just oh. making sure we're still running. We're on 25 minutes, so. Yeah, well, this is going to be a long one this for you This is a people. long story. A <laughs> uh, long story. A long story. No, I is. think, it, you know, if you're a tennis player and you break your racket, they give you a new racket. Yeah. Right? With cars, if your car breaks, but you're prepped, ready, done everything you're supposed to do, you're in the zone, you're actually in a great groove, and you can't drive anymore, it's frustrating. And the closest thing to an athlete would be then if, like, you got injured, right? If you're a tennis player and you twisted your ankle and you couldn't finish the match. Okay. So there's that. And I just, I've realized over the course of the season, there are two end of the spectrum emotions that I have witnessed. Winning, which is way at the top and it is a verbal like outlet of emotion that is unbelievable and losing to technical failure is equally as terrible on the other end because it is so out of your control and they're so similar and then everything else is in the middle. I fucked up, I made a bad mistake i'm yeah. disappointed uh, i had an okay race i came right. in second right I just couldn't find the pace couldn't find the, the car, pace whatever but when it's the car punctured tire or whatever it is or a fucking race control that can't figure yes. out what lap we're on it is a feeling of i did everything i was supposed to do and something else you know came to land that is really really That's tough to swallow and it's new because when you lead a championship for the first time those things matter in a different way. When you're in the mid-pack, yeah, yeah, yeah. those things happen and they're like moments and you deal with them, but you're kind of like, yeah, you're proud of this, you're proud of But when you are on the line the whole time to, to protect something, I think there's a real, really, really big um, lesson and gap between those two things. It's pretty wild. 
for all. I think and it was for all of us, not just Ellis. But I think for me, not that he said like, it, did I not care at that point? And that's totally that. It, that's not accurate. I definitely feel like I was able to come to a place where I was unattached to what the outcome was going to be. I think all of the experiences in Knutsdorp pushed that along. And then after race one, it was like, okay, this is just wild. It's out of my control. So now we just go to the next race and see what happens. And now listen, if something had happened that pushed him out of the top three, I think I would have burned the place to the ground. Like, that would have... I, I think yeah. I'm saying what I'm saying, yeah, that, oh, yeah, I was going to touch the outcome. Well, I'm no, unattached because no, no, no. we still yeah. finished in the top three. So, like... Yeah, I get... Yeah, I, but I listen. think, for me, I got to a point where, like, well, whether he was third or second or first almost became irrelevant to me. Because of Because you're in the top three, and you're in the top happened. three, and yeah. the randomness of things that happened, and then that's that. Yeah. Agreed. And I don't think... Being first, being first gives you a better storytelling platform to work from. Uh-huh. But I, I don't think anything we are doing, planning to do, or have access to opportunity for, it doesn't matter. None of that, none. His finishing position doesn't matter to any of those things. No, it will not exclude any of the things that were already in motion or on the potential for next year. I think it doesn't matter. I agree. It's cool to say you won. I also think for me, the biggest difference last year in Fiesta and this year for me was Ellis is on the trajectory to win when he's in a race. Yeah. And if something bad happens, that's why we don't win. Where most of the other drivers are inconsistent are are hoping for something to mess up so they can win yeah so they all benefit from his mistake right yeah and I think realistically the only other driver that had pace and could do that was Linus and they were in a deadlock competition to finish and there are a lot of moments they didn't really get to finish their battle Mm -hmm. yellow flags or whatever it may be Um, but I think for me the, the like the the cool feeling was every time we were out with Alice, it was like, there's a win on the table. Yeah. We just go, it has to go well, get it. That that's was, a really weird feeling. I'm sorry. That definitely was, for me this year, maybe it was the end of Fiesta last year. Yeah. Where I finally, I used to be nervous. Yeah. I was anxious. What's going to happen? Ellis would get mad yep. at me because I'd freak out about the practice, practice times and all this. Shit. And then I finally got to a place, I'm like, oh. Ellis just does what he does. And when we go out, we are at the top. Yeah. And he drives like a fucking animal. Yeah. And he's great at what he does. And in the end, even if half the weekend goes to hell, he brings it home in the end. Exactly. And that's just what we do. Yeah. So it's it's a really... But it's a funny thing to get used to. And to realize it's almost like a PTSD response of like, I would catch myself of like, oh... I don't have to be nervous right now. No. I don't have to be worked up right now. Like, Ellis just going to go do what Ellis does. I mean, I, I felt it so much that in Falkenberg, I looked right at the, <laughs> the Shunk the CEO sponsor. on the second race and had the... We're going to win this the, race. The balls to say to him, like, we're going to win this race and put it on the podium right now. And we were only halfway in the race. 
but you knew it. You could feel it. So I think that part, like, no matter what place you end up at the end, or like, that doesn't go away, that feeling, because it's yeah. just where it is. It's the other stuff now that you bite your nails over. Which I now I now I truly understand the anxiety of the mechanic. Yeah, of like are the wheels. I get it now because thing. we never had these issues in karting, right? Realistically. Yeah. And I remember Eugen always was like, I could see him and now I get it because those two punctures, which had nothing to do with mechanics. Yeah, yeah. But my point is that when the material fails and if the mechanic is on the hook, they know what they've just done to their driver. Yeah. And I think that now I finally feel it. I get it now because I was standing when he drove by and there was a fucking flat tire rattling by, which he drove all the way till the and end. And used his push to pass. But I get it now. And Asin was that way this year too. And like, okay, so we're on a rip about how awesome Ellis is. And, um, and that's that. And that's that. So for all of you who just listened to last week's episode and had to hear me talk about Ellis flying backwards at, you know, 70 miles an hour into a fence and getting <laughs> pitched out of his cart and ending up in a French emergency room. The big you spoiler know. alert is he's still driving. He didn't give up after that yeah, weekend. I mean, so. Well, I mean, the next yeah. weekend, I think we were back in a car. But we were in Yorama. Yes. Yeah. So it is now, I don't know, three quarters of the way through season four of The Age of Light. We have finished our second car racing championship. Finished P3 overall. We, Absolutely. We had our first win. We had our first win, like top step like, of the podium in a car this then season. Had more after it. Yeah. But we had the, like that first one is like the best. Put it on pole. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. it's a season to remember for sure. We don't know what's next. Yeah. Stuff on the burner. Figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, and that's that. Age of light, you know, just Age keeps getting brighter. Everyone's going to need sunglasses with the subscription to this. <laughs> Get your free... No, why should they be free? You people need to pay for sunglasses. Yeah, Racing thing's expensive. I mean, I don't know if they gained anything. Buy a pair of limited yeah. edition maybe 2023 Age, Maybe Age that's of our light. theme next season. Sunglasses the Age for of everybody? Age of light is so bright, you, you need, need glasses to attend. Should we do the Ken sunglasses? Yeah. I think we've got something here. All right. Okay. Did, did they learn anything? I don't know that they did, but we're at 33 minutes, so we should go soon. Yeah, because they, if they are still here and I don't have much more to give, then I've wasted your time. Yeah. So, this is a story and a half. And I don't have an ender. You don't know ender? I'm driving. I'm, so what? You... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm like multitasking. Okay. It's pretty impressive, I think. Uh-huh. I think that everyone at home is very impressed right now. With your multitasking abilities to talk and drive at the same time? Yes. Okay. All right. We now have eight hours and ten minutes to go. Estimated. Why is the time going up? Oh, no. 12.25 a.m. All right. We're going to see 800 km's. I'm going to say 11.30. That's very advantageous. Oh, we're going to bet. And then on the next story and a half. We'll let you know. Who won. Okay. All right, everybody. Keep it, keep it fresh.
The Whole Story is a podcast about my family's journey to follow Ellis's singular passion during a global pandemic. The episodes are audio recordings of the journal I've been keeping since the day we left home in 2020. To learn more, follow The Whole Story on Instagram and visit our website, elysium.co. And remember, life is good, life is hard. These two truths are unrelated. You know you drive me crazy. You know you drive me mad. But I could never live a day without you.